0: Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils, similar to their defense, has not been good, but they were able to pick up somebody. And spoiler alert, as a lot of you already knew this, it's not Hadobe, and we have a lot to discuss this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed it. got the puck. What a shot! Alrighty now, weight is up, New Jersey. Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast from the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils. So if you missed my last couple episodes, I basically talked about the Jonathan Bernier situation. I talked about how Lindy Ruff and the entire organization is very concerned about the hip and long-term health for Jonathan Bernier. As we know, he's kind of getting up there in age a little bit. He's not the best goalie in the league, but uh, I'm sure X expectations going into this season were pretty high for him and we'll talk more about that later in this episode and then Uh, The New Jersey Devils, they listened to what I was saying about the overall goalie situation. I I talked about Mackenzie Blackwood and how, you know, uh, it's doing him a disservice if he doesn't have a reliable backup goalie. I also did a silly season discussion in which I talked about the New Jersey Devils potentially trying to get Hudobin from uh, waivers because the Dallas uh, Stars placed him onto there. Unfortunately, he did clear waivers, so uh, he is now playing in their AHL program. So if we did want to uh, acquire Doby, then unfortunately we would need to make a trade. For him, and I actually talked to the host of Locked On Stars about a potential trade for Dobie, and he told me his response. I'll say that later in the episode. But for the first segment, I want to focus on the overall goalie situation for New Jersey because it is way worse than what I thought. So, it, 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 in the last couple of episodes, I've obviously been talking about Mackenzie Blackwood and how you know I think he's a solid uh, goalie for the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, he's our plan A. Unfortunately, he's not really living up to what we need him to be this year, and you know. Uh, it, it's not entirely his fault. Let, let's keep in mind that he did have off-season surgery on his heel. He missed the first eight games to begin the year. So he, like many of his teammates, he was just behind the eight ball to start the season. So it's one of the things I said about Ty Smith. I said, I don't expect Ty Smith to set the world on fire right away. Because remember, he didn't finish off last season. And uh, this year, he missed a significant amount of time due to an injury. And it was just a matter of time before you know he, he got back uh, into the swing of things. We also talked about Jack Hughes' injury situation. Obviously, that's a little bit different. But uh, overall, Mackenzie Blackwood, I I think we expected a little bit more from our starting goalie. And in yesterday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, it was just so ugly. He looked completely out of it. and. Uh, in this season, in 15 game appearances, he is 5-5-3, five, five, with a goals against average of 3.07 and a save percentage of 9 So, I'm not the only one who's been highlighting the overall goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils. In fact, uh, some people at AllAboutTheJersey.com actually put out some interesting advanced analytics in regards to the overall uh, situation for the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, you know what? L- look, I don't want to put the entire blame on Mackenzie Blackwood, Nico Dawes, Akira Schmidt, Scott Wedgwood, Jonathan Bernier, whoever was uh, a- a- playing in post for us for a particular game. I don't want to put all the blame on them because our overall defense has not been good. Players like Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton, they've been doing their jobs for the most part. They've had a few bad games here and there, but for the most part, I can rely on Hamilton. I can rely on Graves. I can rely on Siegenthaler to an extent, but Seavers Subban, uh, Smith, especially like there's just been uh, too many games where it's just like, come on. I expect a little bit more from you guys. They're just wildly inconsistent. And for Smith, he's just not consistent at all. So when looking at the overall defense for the New Jersey Devils, they're actually bottom tier in the league. Uh, for most advanced defensive analytics. So when we're looking at SA over 60, which is the rate of shots against per 60, uh, CA over 60, the rate of Corsi against per 60, and then expected goals against per 60, uh, and also uh, even strength defense, goals uh, against rate and expected goals against rate, all those advanced analytics for the New Jersey Devils, they're actually bottom tier in the league. So reading those advanced analytics, look, I get it. The defense has not been good for the New Jersey Devils, and just looking at those defensive metrics is certainly a little concerning. Look, I get it's advanced analytics, and I get some of you probably don't uh, care much for advanced analytics, but in this case, when we're just looking at even strength defense, uh, goals against rate, expected goals against rate, uh, expected goals against per 60, like you know, it, it doesn't take much of an Einstein to figure out what those statistics mean which just it just means that we're not holding up our end of the deal for our respective blue line and like I said moments ago I get it for the most part I'm sure a lot of you don't really care for advanced analytics you think it's hurting the game and I agree with you to an extent but look it doesn't take much of an Einstein to figure out that the defense for the New Jersey Devils just has not been there this year but Going back from defense, you, you you guys know that normally I don't try to put most of the blame on the goalie because when I'm looking at a bad game for the New Jersey Devils, I'm not really focusing on uh, the saves that could have potentially been stopped by Blackwood, Schmidt, Dawes, Wedgwood, Bernier, whoever, like I said, whoever was in post for the Devils for that particular game. I mostly focus on the defensive lapses because, uh, for, for example, I guess the Tampa Bay Lightning, luckily, this didn't come back to bite uh, the New Jersey Devils in the butt. But you saw the, basically the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to get past the defense for the New Jersey Devils, and it was basically two on none breakaway. Thank the Lord, Mackenzie Blackwood was able to make a great stop. But at the same time, I I said in that episode, I was just like, that. You, you know, don't let that distract you from the fact that the New Jersey Devils had a huge defensive lapse. And I said in that episode that Ty Smith, um, just based on my perspective of how bad that looked, I expected him to be a healthy scratch for the next game. And lo and behold, I was correct. And now, when looking at the overall uh, goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils, so like I said, let's shift from defense to goalies because unfortunately guys I gotta start nitpicking the uh, goaltending situation for the New Jersey Devils and once again let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood and how he's just not really having a good season so far like I said I am a a big believer in Mackenzie Blackwood and his abilities but unfortunately like what I did for Sharon Govich I have to do the same thing for Blackwood so according to allaboutthejersey.com he is ranked in the 48th position for uh, save percentage in the league because he has a 904 like I said save percentage this season so not really good for our starting netminder. I'm expecting something like that from Bernier just to be our, uh, to, to be our backup. But obviously we don't know Bernier's full situation. We don't know if he's going to be coming back, but you know, if, if McKenzie Blackwood was our backup goalie, uh, I would be perfectly fine with the save percentage because, like I said, we don't need that kind of uh, production from our 1B. We just need him to hold down the fort for us while uh, our starting goalie is out. You know, whether it's for rest, injury, whatever the case might be, whether we're playing a back-to-back, you know, circumstances like that. Because so far this season, Jonathan Bernier, he has a record of 4-4-1, uh, four, four, a goals against average of 3.06 and a save percentage of 902. So the fact that Jonathan Bernier has just a slightly worse save percentage than our starting netminder is a little concerning. And quite honestly, it should pinpoint the fact that, uh, you know, the goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils is right now in a hole and we need to climb out of it. So if that's not enough to convince you, also, according to AllAboutTheJersey.com, uh, Blackwood's GSAA is even worse. So for any of you who don't know what a GSAA is, it's a uh, goal saved above average. Uh, he is ranked 73rd among all goaltenders at 382 So, like I told you, just nothing impressive from Mackenzie Blackwood so far this season. I get it. He was kind of put behind the eight ball uh, to begin the year, Um, you know, missed the first eight or so games to begin it. Uh, was recovering from like heels surgery over the off season. He had some problems with uh, the, getting the COVID uh, vaccine that, that kind of put him out of commission in terms of just partaking in practices and also uh, just uh, finishing off the rest of preseason, but whatever the case might be. So I get it. Some of the situations isn't on Mackenzie Blackwood, but for the most part, it's just like I'm, I'm just expecting a little bit better from our starting goalie. And just the fact that, um, you know, he's in the bottom tier of the league for uh, goals saved above average. And the fact that he's like, you know, in, in, around the 48th position for save percentage. I'm just expecting a little bit more from someone who's supposed to be the next big thing in terms of being a goalie. Because if I said it once, I said it a thousand times on this show. There's a reason why Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, was given an extension last season and you know for a pretty modest price if if because you know had he gone out to the market I think uh, there could have been a couple other teams that could have given him a a much much bigger payday just because like their overall defense is better so uh, like I said this is kind of a two-way street kind of thing because our defense is not good I already gave you guys the advanced analytics but For the most part, uh, our goalie situation is also not good. So that's usually a recipe for disaster. And right now, uh, based on uh, analytics and based on uh, what I've been seeing on Twitter from other Devils personalities, they've said that uh, the New Jersey Devils only have a 1% chance of making the playoffs. I think that uh, includes the wild card. I don't know if that includes like, you know, uh, them being top three in the division because if it's top three in the division, then yeah, that's pretty much out the door. But if it's for getting a wild card, I, I just don't know w- w- what uh, the statistics go into that. But I always say like, you know, stats for the most part, like that could be a little murky and like, cause it's December, they don't know what could potentially happen. It's not like we're going to be in this rut forever. I think uh, the New Jersey devils quite honestly could win five games in a row at one point during this season. And I wholeheartedly believe that, but You know, I I get it. Uh, We're we're behind the eight ball, and we continue to fall in the Metropolitan Division because you know we dropped our last game against the Flyers, and it's been a while since we've won. The Flyers are on a three-game win streak. We're on a three-game losing streak. The Penguins uh, are on a five-game win streak. So. Overall, you know things aren't really going that well for the New Jersey Devils, and then you got a team like the Detroit Red Wings who are surprising a lot of people, and they have six points to the good uh, compared to the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, yeah, getting a wild card spot is definitely uh, a little difficult. I'm, I, I, you know, I know the Red Wings are in the Atlantic Division. I'm just talking about in terms of getting a wild card. You guys know the circumstances for a team to get a wild card position. So, uh, there, there, there's certainly a lot of factors th- being played right now, but for the most part, our goalie situation is not good similar to our defense so if we're blaming our defense we also have to blame our goalie situation is basically what i want the main takeaway of this first segment to be now when looking at Mackenzie blackwood he obviously does have a beard however it doesn't look happy and healthy so you know what i'm going to prescribe him i'm going to prescribe that he take primal origin oil so do you got a beard you need to get primal you heard me correctly so maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with products primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and happy the product Are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs oils and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available all products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the good old US of A the combo kits make a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself you'll be glad you did so uh, the thing about me is I have a beard and as some of you know it is happy it is healthy and I love taking care of it no itches throughout the day because I use primal origin oils so we know that every company claims to have the best but primal origin oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel-in beard to other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On to get you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. And now the second live read comes from our good friends at Built Bar. So ho, ho, ho. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, you get both of uh, great worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing will you go for the raspberry or mint brownie cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or a peanut butter brownie well the choice is yours Bilt Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in line and you just need some stamina take a Bilt Bar with you because trust me you're definitely going to need it so uh, just an FYI you probably don't want to bring up a Bilt Bar discussion at a family party because people are so passionate about their favorite flavors it's going to make things a little awkward and, and trust me things can get get a little out of hand. So are you friends with the big man? Well, ask Santa. And if you're extra, extra, extra good, maybe Santa will throw in a few built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. So want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip those built Bars into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a little bit of built Bar flavor. Like some of the marshmallow retreats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on built Bar Puffs. They're light, Fluffy and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. The offer is: go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 50 percent off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And now let's talk about uh, a new goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils because they heard us and they kind of did make a move. However, is it the right one? So recently, the New Jersey Devils, and I am so glad I waited until now to record this episode because this uh, news took place in the morning, uh, they recently traded for John Gillies. Now, who do they give up? They gave up future considerations, so essentially nothing. So John Gillies, he's 27 years of age, he's six six, weighs 223 pounds, he came from uh, the St. Louis Blues organization, he's only appeared in one game, uh, he lost an OT to the Anaheim Ducks, and he saw... Uh, 39 shots, he was able to save uh, 36 of them, and he has a save percentage this year of 923, and like I said, he's uh, he's only appeared in one game, so there's really not much to go off for for Gillies. And the thing is, is like he hasn't had that much NHL experience. So uh, going back to uh, his first year in the league, 2016-2017, he appeared in one game for the Calgary Flames. His save percentage that game was 964. He uh, saw 28 shots and was able to stop 27 of them. He was able to get the win. And then the very next season, we were able to see him in more games in action. So for the 2017-2018 season, once again, he played for the Calgary Flames flames he appeared in 11 games he had a record of three five and one he had a goals against average of 2.88 and a save percentage of 896 so yeah but all in all uh he's appeared in 13 nhl games throughout his career he has a overall record of four five and two he has a save percentage of 905 and a goals against average of two point seven two, and he has made uh, three hundred and fourteen total saves. So the thing about Gillies is that I guess this is like a low risk kind of deal for the New Jersey Devils. So it, it, this kind of reminds me of a Scott Wedgwood type of situation. And quite honestly, I'm starting to miss Scott Wedgwood a little bit more just because, like you know, we put him on waivers and then. All of a sudden, um, uh, you know, he he did somewhat well for the Arizona Coyotes. He was able to help them get a rare win. But overall, Gillies just kind of reminds me of Scott Wedgwood. So this isn't really going to be a long-term solution. So I, I guess this kind of answers the question as to what's going to happen with Jonathan Bernier. Because remember, Bernier is signed for two years, this year and then next year. So what's my overall prediction for the Jonathan Bernier situation? So here's what I think the New Jersey Devils are going to do. Or here's what I would do if I was the New Jersey Devils. So, um, if you have uh, Gilly signed to a one-year deal, and Gillies' contract is not expensive at all, one year, 750 k so like I said, low-risk kind of deal for the New Jersey Devils, and it's not a long-term solution, so... I think uh, for this season, they're just going to see how Jonathan Bernier is. And if he's not better by midseason, I would not be surprised if the New Jersey Devils just shut him down for the rest of the year. And then over the course of the offseason, we try to assess what the situation is even more in terms of what's going to happen to Bernier. Will he retire? Will he get better? Uh, are things looking up? Are things looking down? Is he going to be like Ben Bishop where he's going to have to unfortunately forcefully retire? Um, You know, those kind of things do play a factor. But the fact that uh, Gillies is signed to a one-year deal I think uh, this is just New Jersey just trying to save face or just trying to get some sort of player just to back up Mackenzie Blackwood. Like I said, I I, I much rather prefer the Devils to just capitalize on the Hodobin scenario in which Hodobin was placed on waivers, claim him off the waivers, have him on the team this season, and then you know we'll 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 go from there if we learn anything more about Jonathan Bernier. But the thing about um, uh, Gillies is like I think you know if he's not doing too well, you could send him down to the AHL program as well or if Bernier's ready to go, you, you know, you got Akira Schmidt and then you got um, Nico Dawes. They definitely could be sent down because uh, for right now, I think the goalie situation before Gillies is Blackwood and then you do a coin flip between Schmidt and Dawes because that that's all we got right now because we released Scott, Scott Wedgwood and then Um, uh, Jonathan Bernier is obviously out indefinitely. So uh, if if I had to predict it, I don't know the uh, full assessment for Jonathan Bernier. I don't know if he'll return this season. I quite honestly, guys, based on what I'm hearing right now, I would be stunned if Jonathan Bernier makes a return this season. However, remember Bernier is signed for this year and then next year. So even if things aren't really looking up right now, because right now the Devils season is not really going in the upward uh, direction. It's going downhill. So there's really no reason to force Bernier to get back onto the rink. So my thing is, is like, I think they're, they're going to do this. They're just going to see how Gillies is this season. And, you know, this, this is basically just a safe face type of situation. Just so, um, you know, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood gets some sort of backup who has had some sort of NHL experience because I've said many times Already, and I've said it a lot of times recently. If Mackenzie Blackwood does not have a decent backup, then it's just doing him a disservice because he feels as though he has to play Superman and basically play every single game. And we can see the downhill effects of that kind of thinking. So overall, um, you know, Gillies not a long time solution, but. It's a for now situation. Just like okay, he'll be the backup goalie. He'll play in a few games. It, we don't put uh, you know all of our trust into a couple rookies who are playing really well for the Utica comments And I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Schmid or Dawes, but let, let's face it, they're not ready for a major role with this type of organization with our kind of talent. Quite honestly, I'm not trying to put us on a high pedestal because we don't really deserve it. But let's face it, guys, we're, we're if we're just having two rookies back up Mackenzie Blackwood, we're taking even more steps backwards in my opinion so overall uh for the new jersey devils like i said for now situation but we'll get more assessment on jonathan bernier as the year progresses i think jonathan bernier might be out uh, for an extended period of time if he's out indefinitely. So I'm going to wait until, like, I'd say late January or trade deadline or when we uh, go for our Olympic break. I think that's when I'm going to wait to just, you know, see if we have any more information on Bernier. Obviously, there could be some more breaking news that happens throughout the course of the next few weeks. But if I'm hearing nothing and, you know, could uh, come midseason and, uh, then, then I say that uh, Bernier will be shut down for the rest of the year. They're going to, you know, take their time with them. They're going to see what his thought process is during the course of the offseason. Then our main priority, once again, if the offseason hits and Bernier is forced into retirement, we need to find a new backup goalie. So I think that's the overall game plan for the New Jersey Devils right now. So like I said, for the final time, Burnout situation, and let's just wait until like midseason or until the off season to assess Bernier even more, and then we'll go from there. Because uh, I don't think Gillies is going to be back for the New Jersey Devils next season unless he does wonders for us somehow, some way. So. Uh, Yeah, and I can bet on that. So if you are a betting person, you should definitely go to Vegas. And if you can't go to Vegas, here's the next best thing. BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, my fantasy football team can go die in a hole and kick rocks for all I care. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Battle line is the fastest and easiest way to battle all your favorite sports. Battle line where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so I don't have anything against John Gillies. However, he's just not a well enough established NHL player because like I told you guys, he hasn't even played in 20 games at the uh, NHL level. So it's kind of hard for me to make an assessment of uh, for him because for the most part, you know, I think he's going to be the backup goalie for Mackenzie Blackwood for the time being until Jonathan Bernier somehow, way makes a miraculous return. But you guys knew, know who I wanted on this team for the Devils and that was Anton Hadobin. So the reason why I wanted Adobe on this team is just because like, you know, look what he was able to do in the NHL bubble just a couple of years ago. Look what he did last year. Look what he did year the year before that. And uh, overall, his numbers are pretty solid. And I get this year is not really a good year for him. And uh, the, the thing about Hadobin is that he signed for this year and also next year. So even if uh, Jonathan Bernier does return at some point this year or next season, you really could just move Hadobin down to third string goalie or Jonathan Bernier down to third string goalie if you want to take your time with him so honestly that was kind of a win-win situation for the New Jersey Devils now his contract is this Um, he is signed to a three-year 10 million dollar deal his average salary is 3.33 million dollars so you know there's that and you know the thing about um, Gillies is that Gillies is signed to 750k for this year and then he'll be an unrestricted free agent but the the one thing I said about uh, Adobe is just like, like like what I just said moments ago you got him for this year and next year so that way you don't have to worry about Looking for that backup goalie, and the thing is, look, I get it. The season this year is not good for uh, uh, Hadobin, which is why he was sent down to the AHL program. However, you know, j- just think about this for this for this one moment. And I've said this before in the show, and I don't really want to dwell on it anymore. But it's just like, look what he did last season. Look what he did the year before that. Look what he did in, in the NHL uh, COVID bubble, and look what he's done for the entirety of his career. He's been a very solid uh, backup goalie for the most part of his career. So, honestly... I don't know why the New Jersey Devils didn't really capitalize on it, and I talked about it in sort of my uh, Russian special episode a couple of days ago because I talked about Shakir Mukhamadoulin and also uh, Hodobin. but uh, I-, I think Hodobin for the most part, has been solid. He- he's been nothing spectacular, but, you know, he- he's a pretty solid uh, backup option, and-, and he has a lot of NHL experience. He's been playing at the NHL level for a little more than 10 years, and he also has uh, international experience by playing in the uh, World Juniors Championship, uh, the U18 Championship, the World Championships, and he's a uh, two-time gold medalist. So my thing is, it's just like, you know, why, why can't we capitalize on that experience and bring that to our overall roster? Because like I said, I, and I, I've said it so many times, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but you are doing Mackenzie Blackwood a huge a huge disservice if you do not give him some solid help. That's one of the things I said during the course of the offseason which was, we need to find a solid backup goalie. No, no one's spectacular but someone who can provide that experience, that knowledge, and that tutelage to Mackenzie Blackwood who is still young and up and coming and still trying to establish himself in this league. And then, uh, you know, you, you had Corey Crawford. That didn't work out. Obviously, Crawford retired. And then uh, you, you, you tried making Scott Wedgwood the backup goalie. That didn't uh, really work out. It worked out momentarily but not for a long-term solution we pro- tried bringing Aaron Dell when he was waived unfortunately uh, Aaron Dell was a complete and utter disaster I-, I I did a silly season episode during the course of the offseason saying maybe we should get Pekka Rene unfortunately Rene and you know I'm not trying to hold this a- against Rene but he decided to retire and you know I I, I kind of saw it coming but at the same time I was just like maybe there's a slim chance that he'll try to latch onto another team because I think the Nashville Predators were big on like look e- either Rene is going to retire or he's going to have to sign somewhere else because we don't really have any use of bringing him back and uh, ultimately he decided to retire for the sake of his family and, you know, I can't be mad at him for that but, you know, th- that's what I'm saying because, you know, maybe someone else's ruined goods can be a treasure for us. That that That's my thing and maybe that could have been the thing for Dobie because I, I personally think that uh, Hadobin w- w- would have been a solid backup behind Mackenzie Blackwood and the fact that he cleared through waivers the fact that the Dallas Stars aren't really looking to trade him yada 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 kind of surprises me and like I said at the beginning of this episode I talked to uh, Locked On Stars host uh, his name is Dane and I said like hey what's it gonna take to uh, get Doby onto our roster because obviously I don't think you guys want him and he, he cleared waivers so Uh, what's it going to take to get him off uh, your hands? And he responded by saying, I imagine the front office would be seeking a mid-tier Ford. They might want a defenseman, but I think they would look for Ford depth first. So, My thing is, is like, I'm not going to break the bank for Hadobin. That's just not going to happen. That's just not a smart strategy if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, the GM. So I'm not going to give him like, you know, uh, Thomas Tatar, because I think that's what he's kind of looking at, just like mid-level talent. And the thing about Tatar is like, look, he's had his struggles, he's had his moments, but at the same time, I just don't think that's a smart solution for the New Jersey Dells organization. And I certainly, um, I I, I just don't know if trading like someone like Kevin Ball or Jonas Siegenthaler or you know, a a few of our our other young defensemen, I just don't think that's going to do us much wonders as well. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you, you you need to do desperate times to, to, get to where you want to get to. And my thing is, is like, look, um, uh, he's been a healthy scratch uh, the last game. I would look into maybe trading Yanni Koukkanen for Hadobin. And a lot of you probably won't agree with that. But, you know, based on what he's saying, maybe we lean towards Koukkanen because let's face it, Koukkanen has not been having a good year this year. Uh, Last season, he was pretty solid on the top line with Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich. But quite honestly, I feel like that's kind of a low risk offer for the Devils, just because you know, there, there's really no use for Kwokken in right now because it doesn't seem like he's finding his niche, and you know, it, it, it's kind of disappointing because. During the course of the offseason, I was high on Koukkanen, and then uh, preseason came around, and he actually did very solid work uh, without the help of Hughes and Sharon Govich. And this year, uh, Koukkanen has appeared in 25 games. He has three goals, two assists for a grand total of five points, and a plus-minus of negative five. If you need reference, last year he appeared in 50 games. He had um, eight goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 25 points. So considering the fact that he is halfway through, Uh, through 50, so like, you know, in 25 more games played, if he's on this continued pace, then his plus-minus is going to be negative 10, uh, he's only going to have uh, 10 points. So he is well off the mark of what he was able to do last season. And I think for Kwokken, it was how he finished. I think that's uh, what stunned a lot of people, or the fact that, you know, he was uh, only on the roster. He was only playing just because uh, somebody was injured. And I said, Kwokken has a chance to, you know, prove himself. And lo and behold, he was able to get three assists in one game. I believe it was against the Boston Bruins and really uh, solidified himself and said, you know what? Uh, maybe he should uh, remain on the roster. And that was last year. And that's uh, and I called it. So my thing is, is, like, if I'm making the pitch to the Dallas Stars, I'm yeah. like, look, Yanni Quokin is not having a good year this year. But there's really no use for him anymore. Like, it, it just doesn't seem like he's getting any better. Out of Sharon Govich and Hughes, he had the least amount of promise on that line. But he has tremendous upside. He's been an AHL All-Star before. He's still relatively young. He's 23 years of age. So... I will give you Yanni Kukkonen for Hadobin and don't act like you you value him because you literally just placed him on waivers so he could be sent down to the AHL. You knew there was a risk of him potentially uh, being picked up by another team for essentially nothing. So that that's who I'm offering, and that's what I'm going to stick with, and that's Yanni Kukkonen for Hidobin. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, is the offer a little too high? I get. Uh, I I kind of have mixed feelings about Yanni Kukkonen because as, on, on the one hand, I really like him and his overall production, but. On the other hand, he's really not been stepping up. But, you know, there's your four depth right there because he Quokiné is, is capable of playing the top six or the bottom six, which is he, he's he been playing for the most part this year. So it's really pick-your-poison what kind of Yanni Quokiné you get. But he still has tremendous upside, still relatively young. Maybe it just depends on the right amount of players he's playing around. And, you know, we saw Janssen struggle last year, and now he's starting to thrive a little bit. Jesper Broad has been one of our best players this year. So... Uh, yeah, that, that's my sales pitch to uh, the Dallas Stars for her, the services of Hedobin. But let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to hear, w- would you be willing to trade a player for Hedobin? Uh, Because like I said, solid goalie, nothing spectacular. But think about the Jonathan Bernier situation and think about our situation right now in terms of uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's uh, stats and in terms of our defensive stats currently. So, Uh, That's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And and remember, hit me up on Locked on Devils because I really want to hear your guys' um, uh, trade offers for Hadobin. And maybe I'll do a crossover with Locked on Stars and discuss it. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.